1: night. Hello everyone, welcome to the pod. Jude Summerfield, Sean Walsh, Hunter Godson, I'm Ben Haynes. We're here with you over the next 30-40 sort of minutes or so to go through just another lovely evening in North London which is very much lily white this week. Um, everyone happy, sitting proud on top of the table. I can see smiling faces all around within reason. Nothing too, <laughs> Nothing too out of the realms of normal character. Um We're, we're going to go through Good, Bad, Ugly, Beautiful and the Hoibier, which is just... <laughs> he, he, exi- he exists on his own now. He yeah. exists on his own as a separate entity. Um Like, let's just go through... Firstly, go through the game. Mm. Did people enjoy watching that? I felt kind of quite calm. Uh, Shawnee, I'm going to give you first dibs. I felt weirdly calm towards the end of that. Did you? Around
2: the 91st minute is when i started to feel calm um <laughs> I, I i live with um two arsenal fans and they were giving it the big and all match even when they were losing they're giving it the, the big and just oh, about what? so crap i they're so crap Why like, they, they're never going to be a top side it's like you're talking real loud for guys who are like 15th in the table and, two <laughs> nil <now> and <laughs> that's just that that's
3: just that i was getting this exact same thing sean I was sitting with two oh, Arsenal it's... fans who were giving it the bigger and it was like you, you, you can't talk when you're 2-0 down and you're 15 yeah look, the look at the score <laughs> guys come on yeah but yeah it,
2: it, I was always fearful of like what, what if Arsenal got one then they, they can get two but yeah. in in truth like, when you look at it from an objective point of view like they were never really that close to scoring they didn't really trouble us the, the game played out exactly how we wanted
4: so I can't I can't really complain okay
2: Jude.
3: exactly that <laughs>
4: Yeah, I was trying to just think about it as logically as possible and try and take North London derby out of the equation.
1: Oh, you're so. in. You're bought yeah, in.
4: Yeah, so beforehand I was just thinking, right, it's first against 15th. First team are at home. <laughs> it, it, logistically, it really should be a home win. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've got that going for you. And then as soon as the first goal went in, I was like, right, that's exactly what the game plan would have been, you know, get an early one and then just sort of absorb, and then hit him on the counter and, uh yeah, that's how it played out. Mm-hmm. And they barely laid the glove on us, so perfect, really. <laughs> Second half, a little, a little more boring, I'd say is the
3: word. But you know, it's a win against Arsenal.
1: Hunter, John... you were sitting with Arsenal fans as well.
3: Yeah, most, most of my fans, growing up in North London, nearly all of my mates were Arsenal fans then when I was 11 my parents moved to Brighton so and I went down there expecting everyone to support Brighton everyone supported Arsenal there as well so <laughs> <laughs> everyone supported Arsenal I grew up my whole childhood my whole life with Arsenal fans celebrating stuff and now It's lovely to see the dejection in the second half when they were just putting in ball after ball into the box to their like five foot eight striker. I was like, yeah, keep doing it, lads. Eric Dyer (laughs) just smashing them away with his colossal bunts. I was like, this is this is like this is the like Mourinho. Mourinho said it after the game. He was like, well, yeah, we could have come out and played like more like we did in the first half. But honestly, what's the point? What's the point? We're in the low block. We have to. They have to come and uh, break us down and i said to you i think last week hency i expected i expect our game to be very similar to the wolves game and that we'll shut up shop and i don't think arsenal will break us down and that's exactly we got we got the two goals it was a little bit earlier than i expected but the second half it wasn't arsenal playing well it was a concession of possession to a team that we didn't think was good enough to break us down and they weren't and
1: that was that basically it was it was so weird i like do you know what, we'll get into the good stuff because i think we can talk a bit tactically there as well it was so weird to see Arsenal inviting the counter-attack. Our counter-attack is blistering. It's ridiculous. It's so, so good. Um, So we'll focus on that. Let's focus on just how lovely that was and not how hilarious it was that Partey was sent onto the pitch, walked off the pitch, (coughs) allowed us to score. I mean, (coughs) unbelievable. Um, Yeah, let's talk through through the goals because they were beautifully good goals, weren't they?
2: Oh God! The, with the song go, I jumped up from my seat and I really, really hurt my groin. I remember messaging <laughs> Jude. At the yeah. like, oh, we were both on shit. Yeah. I just messaged him said, "Jude, I'm
4: hurting." <laughs> oh God, Sean! What have you done? What have you done, like? lad?
2: <laughs> what have you done, boy? What have you done? Just let out this scream. It was like it's like a dinosaur scream. It was like, ah! <laughs> might, have to, might have to turn that volume down a
1: little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just turn you down there. Was, the thing is, though, is that people sort of um, have said since then, I think on one of our other shows, Harry, the, the Arsenal fan that we did a pop of last week, who is, a, a, by the way, is my favourite Arsenal fan because he's very level-headed and he actually speaks sense. He realises at the moment that there is no way you can discuss the idea of Arsenal being a better side whilst they sit in 15th or 16th or wherever they are. Um but there was kind of an idea that maybe that goal was a was a one-in-a-million shot. I just don't think that it is. I know it's a great hit, but that was entirely the plan, you know?
3: It's always easy to, to sort of, uh, you know, go against those brilliant goals by saying, oh, well, he wouldn't usually do that. But the, I think there's plenty for Arsenal fans to look at there. Rob Holding backs off completely... Bellerin doesn't get back into shape. The two defensive midfielders are both on the pitch at this point and are nowhere to be seen. There, there's plenty. If I was a Spurs fan and, and a player of Son's quality had that space on the area, I'd be fuming. I'd be like, where the, where the fuck is everyone? That's terrible. That's nowhere near good enough. And I thought, uh, honestly, the amount of hype Partey got for being on the pitch for 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. he's his stock has gone up, gone up because everyone's forgotten that we scored when he was on the pitch. Twice, obviously, the second one he was injured. But and then one and, a half. and then Jacker was it was awful. <laughs> Absolutely, it was that such an on-brand Jacker North London Derby performance where he goes around, he kicks people, he doesn't really get near the ball, and then he gets yellow carded. I was saying, I was saying to my Arsenal mates, the only easy money in the North London Derby these days is put twenty quid on Jacka getting a yellow card, and it's guaranteed. The guy, the guy lives lives to get yellow carded in these games. So I, I think, th- I, honestly. If Arsenal can't see, they got played in the most Mourinho way, and uh, I know they'll hate that. Because, but it was it was exactly what he wanted to happen, and their naivety just showed massively. Jack was hilarious, was... man.
4: Mm. That oh. that foul that he um, that he put on on Harry Kane quite early on, I think. He basically <laughs> just each basically just ran into him, and then got up screaming at the ref, going like, "Oh, what the bloody hell are you doing? What are you talking <laughs> about? How is that a foul?" Mm. And it's just like you've literally just like. You've just put yourself in a ball and just jumped into it. That's very strange. That song goal though, as soon as like us as a Spurs fans, we know as soon as that ball got put out wide and he was in space, it was just danger. So, great strike or not, you know, you've got to
1: close that down a lot quicker if you're Arsenal. Yeah, I, so right, dude. So that is the I, that leaps out at me. I've sort of made the point. I do not understand. I don't know if you feel the same about this, Shorty. Obviously, as Spurs fans, we would we, never encourage people to injure our players. I do not understand how in a North London derby, you have not just kicked Sonny up in the air there. Just, <laughs> but You've got... At the, that stage of the game, you're getting counter-attacked. You've, been, you've had more of the ball. Spurs are lethal on the counter. You've got one of the best like strikers of a ball in, in the world running towards your goal. Surely you just lump him.
3: Mm.
2: What, what One of our best tactical strengths is Ooh. it's quite unfortunate that we have Son Kane, who are obviously good as it is, but they're so lethal with either foot from anywhere within 30 yards. It's so kind of tough to defend against and it must just strike such horror into the hearts of defenders. And you're right, they should have taken him out. You can't let them get any kind of space, state. Have you seen us on free kicks as well? Bloody useless. Yeah, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> so, so terrible. terrible. Shack, you know, just get just get them down. Mm. But, but,
3: but that's the, but, that's the, yeah. the naivety throughout that. Like the the fact that the, I was really when I saw the Arsenal lineup, I was I was over the moon. I was like, brilliant. They're playing four at the back. I don't even if they sit deep and try and soak up I don't think for the back works for them because Bellerin gets moved around way too easily and Regulon's going to give him a real horrible afternoon. Um and, and it just it was it was weird. It was like if everyone knew what was going to happen and then it happened and 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 it was like, "Right, okay. Well, that's that's done then. That's over." Weird. And it didn't it didn't feel like the city games. Because in the city game it felt like there was like real control and it was like we we were having to work really hard to control what we were, the, the defensive line, the block, and everything. Honestly, the second half against Arsenal, players were walking around into positions. They weren't having to like sprint out to the ball, get out to the ball really quickly. It was like, like Sissoko walked uh, sort across of the line. So did Hoybier Sort of just go toing and froing between each other. I was just like, this. It looks too easy. And that, I mean, honestly. I've I've heard a lot of chat from Arsenal fans saying it was a better performance from us and and hopefully that is the level of performance they're expecting from their team. <laughs> show show me a bad show yeah. me a oh bad performance. Yeah, exactly. Show
1: me a bad performance if that was a better one. Do you know what I'd liken it to, Hunter? I think you're spot on with that. The uh, the idea of everything just needing to be so much more like concentrated and, 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 and everyone needs to be more alert when we played Man City. I'd liken it to If you're ever in an arcade and one of those games, you've got the things popping up and you have to hit them with a hammer to put them back down. When we're playing Man City, it was like there was 10 of those and we were constantly popping them down everywhere. Against Arsenal, the same thing popped up once every 10 seconds. We smashed it down and then 10 seconds later, the same thing popped up, smashed it down. It was like Mikel Arteta after the game talking about the volume of crosses that they had. I was like, have you lost it? Like crosses, that's what you're going to lead with. You know, we, you, on on another day, we win that game one nil. Well, you just don't. Like, you knew you were playing against Harry Kane and Son. There was a, th- there was no doubt in anyone's mind that Harry Kane was going to start that game, despite what everyone was saying about injuries. <laughs> it, was just, it was like it was just honestly absolute chaos, absolute chaos. Um, uh, now I believe, uh, Jude, you wanted to touch on Serge Aurier. Uh,
4: yes, yes, I did, um, because that sort of played out pretty weirdly this season in a way i didn't think many of us were expecting it to towards the back end of last season um but he was class he was so good and it, it looks like if he's just told to just defend don't worry about being a high right back just make your tackles um close everything down really really quickly he's a pretty solid right back and he's, like, honestly been as good as any other right back in the league so far this season. It's really, really strange. And I feel uneasy just saying it. Um, <laughs> I feel kind of dirty mm. after so many years of just slagging him off because he was pretty terrible. Um, You're
1: going to scrub yourself down with wire wool afterwards. <laughs> yeah.
4: I just want to be pure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, he could have had a much tougher game with Saka and Tierney. Yeah. Um, and those two were, were the ones popping in crosses all the time. But he coped he brilliantly and um, made the interception, gave the ball to La so LaSalle gave it to, what, to Kane and we scored. Well. It was Wasn't great, under pressure. I mean, it all went straight through the middle, which is pretty weird. Arsenal seem to flood players to like the exact wrong areas of the pitch. This is what I'm, this <laughs> so is what I'm talking the about. Whole, <laughs> the whole goal just went through the middle. Four it was players. so whack. Four
3: players pressing one ball. Is that a well-coached team? Four players pressing one ball with... Acres of space behind them, and not one of them has the the nuance to go and just look over his shoulder and go. Oh, by the way, guys, there's probably a like hundred yards of space between us and the defence here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you're you're just spot on, Jude, about Aurier. Um, I think Mourinho. You know, last season we saw in the documentary that Mourinho had said to him, "I don't trust you. I don't I don't trust that you won't give away penalties." And what Aurier has learnt to do is stay on his feet. And it's such a such a difference because he, as we, I think we were saying it against City, he is a very good one-on-one defender when he stays on his feet because he's he's really athletic and agile, um, and it, it just took it just took, well, a season of him giving away six penalties or whatever it was <laughs> and and losing his marker fifteen twenty times. But you're right, you know, maybe we were asking too much of him, and you and I think we always, you know, when you do start to see these sort of things, you maybe you start to realise that he's not a wing-back and we can't ask for right-back to be the most attacking player on the pitch and then be defensively sound and and, and I think what what's brought that down to earth for me more than anything has seen that Dotti can't do it either he's really really can't do it and and so maybe we were asking too much and I think all of us can admit that we still have an idea of what a right-back is from Carl Walker who really set the tone as unbelievable like properly world class right-back and um Honestly, that long, long live a, a more defensive right back at Tottenham because I don't think I, I think this is working for us. I think Steven Bergvine definitely deserves a shout out for his work rate. I didn't think he, I didn't think he had it in him to play like this. I have to say, I thought he was going to be maybe another victim of the Mourinho, um, the Mourinho uh, campaign. But um, since the last the last three games, he you know he's worked his absolute socks off, and although he hasn't he hasn't had the chances or created the chances we needed he does carry the ball out really well and he is quite good at tackling um, so yeah I think he deserves I think he definitely deserves
1: a little shout out Definitely, you've got to give him kudos for the getting the right side of Lacazette as well I mean it's just such a key moment in the game mm. making that uh, making that little nudge out so um, yeah a, a really really impressive performance another impressive performance from Serge Aurier I think we're sort of we're getting to that point now where he's not it's no longer a surprise, you know, mm. for to be sitting here and saying strong performance from Sergio, which is all really ever after, isn't it? You, you just, <laughs> you want to just be able to rely on your defensive players. And it's quite strange as well to see, I don't know, I don't know how we've arrived at this point, but I would found myself explaining to my dad last night, like desperately trying to hammer it into his brain that he shouldn't be upset in any way that we didn't have the ball at all. And that, uh, hearing a stat something to the effect of 35% possession just means nothing I'm starting to appreciate all of these little things and this is where we'll do the Hoybier section I'm starting to appreciate the little things as soon Same as way. I see Hoybier celebrating Ben Davis lumping a ball out of play I'm like oh my god I'm one of them mm. And if and if and if I'm like if I'm all in and the sort of general popular Spurs fans is all in and most importantly and another good slash beautiful here the 2,000 fans that are in the stadium are all in Mm. then we're in a very very good place like really really good place
3: yeah that's always a big one isn't it is whether the fans when they're back in the stadium whether they collectively buy into it because although winning is good it won't always be pretty and it won't always be easy to watch and you might feel like your money's better spent elsewhere to go and watch it live but if you're there if you're there for the big scalps and the and the wins against arsenal no one cares how we win against arsenal that's that's the beauty of those games no one gives a shit how we beat chelsea if we beat city if you beat liverpool man united no one really cares they want the wins there it's in the other games still and i think it's going to be quite interesting when we go back to like a Crystal Palace this weekend who are in a you know they found a nice bit of form it is going to be interesting to see because if we play like that I don't imagine we'll create too much but I think I think the first half I think still proves that if we push a bit higher up the pitch you know we have some really quality players who and luckily I think this is where Ndombele coming into form is going to really help us because we need someone who's going to pick pick their way through those passes and uh, I think
1: yeah he's going to be key. I do want to, the thing is though, we haven't at any point, other than against Everton, mm. we haven't at any point really, and maybe Brighton as well, had to be in that position where we've had to go and take the onus, like go and dr- take the game to someone. I think the only time we've actually seen it really is after Tarek Lampty scored. And then we're like, right, we need to go and score. And then we did, you know, I'm sort of... I'll be interested to see because there will be a point won't there where a ball goes in off someone's ass and it flies in and Hugo stood there and he's like how the hell has that just happened we're 1-0 down with 20 30 minutes to go there will come that point just the law of averages says we can't we've been quite fortunate at times as well like despite all the brilliant defending we have been quite fortunate be interesting to see whether we do then turn it on um right let's let's go on to the let's go on to the bad bits so, I usually chuck this to. Firstly, on one bad bit, everyone needs to stop saying we're joint top. <laughs> that is not a
4: thing. Uh, RT RT. I
1: did. I did. If the say season th- ended now.
4: Yeah,
3: I did say to you, didn't I? <laughs> that no one would be saying joint top if Liverpool were top. Everyone would be going Liverpool are top again yeah they're gonna run away with it look at them they're brilliant. <laughs> look at their goal difference as well they've yeah. scored so many yeah but you know uh, with time i mean if we carry on until post-christmas i'll i'll start believing until then i think liverpool look a bit too good
1: yeah it's annoying they scored so many mm. bloody goals at the weekend as well um let's talk about style of play then because he, he, hunter you're still not fully in is that fair
3: yeah, I think that's fair. I, I look, I love winning. I am starting to come around to that sort of, you know, the after the after the game's over. I am sort of, I'm just happy we've won. But there, there is always going to be a part of me that, when we're two 0 up against Arsenal and they look as vulnerable as they did, that wants to score six and really wants to like smush their Get face him. in it. Yeah, Get exactly, him. kill them. <laughs> and 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 although Mourinho has that instinct to like. You know, really grind it in. Um, he also, you know, he's smart. To, he's smart enough to know that that Arsenal aren't good enough, and this isn't the game to do that. And maybe, maybe we won't see that this year. And because he's been burnt before, um, you know, after after that West Ham performance, we've just completely changed the way that we've pr- approached games. Um, there, you know, I, I, without sounding like a dickhead, I, I've, I, you know, I'm always a football purist. I'm more Pep Guardiola than a Jose Mourinho like lover um I wanted I wanted Julian Nagelsmann over Mourinho I'm happy that I'm being proven wrong do you know what I mean but Mm. but that is the style of football that I love to watch but don't at the same time don't get it twisted I'm really enjoying what we're doing at the moment
1: Do, do do you remember when Conte uh came across that he got battered by Arsenal and then he flipped his flipped his system a little and went to the the three at the back with the wingbacks. and it was Alonso and Victor mm-hmm. Moses, wasn't it? Do you think there's a possibility that we've kind of stumbled across our version of that for the season?
4: Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Because they won about 14 or 15 <laughs> games on the trot, didn't they? And then they went on to win the league. So that'd be, I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hunter mentioned it about being burnt before, and I think, um, I mean, going after this, it's it's, a, its an ends justify the means thing, isn't it? Because you're watching it at the time, and you're not thinking, I'm feeling scintillated right now, this is incredible mm-hmm. stuff. You're just thinking, right, Mourinho probably thought the game was won at half time, and he's doing things to make sure um, we get over the line. Um such as bringing our man Ben Davis on in like the 71st minute, which is 20 minutes too early. <laughs> but, he went, but he did it anyway. And Joe <laughs> Roden as well. And Joe Roden came out at the very end as well. Oh, He's seen, so obviously seeing it out just over the hour mark. Yeah. Um, so I guess you know, if, if you're accepting that style of play, you've got to accept that substitution as well. Um, there was a
1: really lovely moment. Sorry, Jude, to just jump in. There. People won't it. have seen this. There was a really, really lovely moment where... Um uh <laughs> where Ben Davis was about to come on and I think Joe Hart looked across at one of the coaches and sort of gestured to to like with the number three. Like mm. and it was like three. They yeah. sort of mouthed it to him. Yeah. And I was like Joe, if you even need to ask that question, <laughs> <laughs> if you even need to ask, yeah. come on, mate. Probably about I'm... seven
3: by the end, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it literally is, like, Just bring them all off. Just yeah. all our defenders on you come. Yes. I, I'm, so, I do get, I do get that there's a kind of like grubbiness about the the fact that we kind of need to do that, but I don't know, Sean. I, I sort of, I'm, I think that I'm starting to just be okay with three shots on target in a game. What, like, am I broken? <laughs>
2: no, it's, I talked to um, a friend who sports shelves about this recently. And he said that um, the happiest period of him, for him watching football was when Mourinho was in charge because it's not beautiful football, but it's a different kind of feeling you get watching football. It's fiery, it's passionate, it's aggressive, it's go and go on every time you get a tackle when you, and it goes out for a throw and when you make a block whatever it's a different it's a different experience This, and we've never really had that as Spurs fans you know it's always been about we, we play with style but we might never win anything it, now it's flipped on its head and we're trying we're experiencing that for the first time it's really kind of foreign to us and we don't really under it's a scary new world that we're mm. getting into but you know if it leads to more wins over Arsenal then I'm all here for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: couldn't agree more absolutely couldn't agree more um, let's get on to the ugly bit. There's only one ugly bit that I really want to discuss this week. Um, Our oh boy, didn't get to play. That would have been the dream North London derby for him to be involved in, wouldn't it, Hunter?
3: Yeah, I think if it was even 2-1, I think we would have seen Gareth Bale. But, but the, the, yeah, there is going to be, always going to be questions. I actually thought they were spoken about way too much by the pundits that want want to turn it into a story because of the star that he is Um Yes, it would be great to see him. Yes, it is slightly concerning that Mourinho feels like he, he can't trust him and that he's still picking Lucas over Bale to sort of come on and see those last 10 minutes out. But at the same time, I, I think I've said it on this podcast three or four times, I expected Gareth Bale to be fit after Christmas. And that's what the Wales coaching staff said as well. They were like, this is the fittest we've seen him, but he still has a long way to go. You know, this is a guy who hadn't played football properly for a couple of years. And at this level, we just can't afford to have any passengers um, with the, with like 10, 15 minutes to go. And also, the other thing that should be said, it's very hard to come on in a game with high intensity. And, and I think a lot of people are saying, well, they don't want the game to just come on and pass him by. And ideally, you want Gareth Bale to start a game and then come off at 60 minutes rather than come on at 60 minutes and sort of, do you know what I mean? So... Yes, I understand why people are talking about it, but for me, it's still a bit of a non-story. If we're in March and we're still having the same issue, I think then we can talk about it. But really, this this season was all about getting in, getting fit, and then make sure that he stays for the future. Yeah,
1: and you'd think as well, like the Antwerp game is really important. Mm, like, it's yeah. actually really, really important. Yeah. Hopefully, those guys will raise their level a bit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, it's a really big game, Antwerp. You know, after the, the disappointment of last week. Um, which is just a bit of chaos, basically. Um, I'm ex- I'm expecting a bit of a response, uh, you know. Antwerp, we made them look brilliant last time we played them, and that was partly because we were awful. Um, but yeah, you know, we do need we need people like there to step up and sort of lead that game because cause Kane won't play, Son probably won't play, Lucas won't uh, Lucas will play with you know the sort of makeshift three. Up top, and so yeah, you know, you need you need those players fit, and you need you need them sort of hitting the ground running, and uh, and it's the same when we play Stoke in a couple of weeks because you know, make no mistake, that's a quarter final of a cup. We win that, we're in a semi final. Like these are, you know, you need a big squad, and you know, people aren't watching the Europa League, they're not watching the cup games, so Gareth Bale's not really in there. Not even in their sort of eyes at the moment; they're not seeing them. But Gav bell has been f- fine; he's been consistently growing into each game, and I think post
1: Christmas we'll see we'll see a, a, a different Bale. I'm, I'm really, really keen to talk. I'm glad you brought up the the League Cup because this kind of almost drops into the good actually. But the fact that we're sitting in the quarter final of a League Cup and the teams that remain are Arsenal, City, Everton, United, Brentford, Newcastle. And Stoke, who we play on the 23rd, like that for me, I'm I'm praying that we just carry this horrible, nasty edge that we've got into that competition and just get that done. Because we battered Arsenal. We played really, really well against City battered United. I think there's unfinished business with Everton. I think Mourinho will hate the fact that Everton is the, the blot on the record this year and it was a grubby game and we, and we didn't perform well enough in that. Brentford and Newcastle uh, on, I'm sure on their day they can do some damage but I, I just look at that competition and I completely back us, Jude, I completely back us to against any of those sides on our day to get the job done.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you want to watch out for Steven Fletcher at Stoke because, you know, he's been there, done that. He's a decent little player. Um, I'm sorry, that's just needlessly sliding off Stephen Fletcher. He's done a lot in the game and is a that. pretty good player by all, <laughs> by all accounts. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Everton is, is the one which is which would probably make me go a little more sort of, mm? even if they've been pretty terrible over the last month or so, just because they had that win. Um but I was I was watching um, weirdly enough um, the Chelsea Liverpool League Cup final in like 2005 um, the other day, which Mour- which was Mourinho's first bit of silver, I think, because I was talking to someone who was like, "Does Mu like the League Cup?" And I was like, "Yeah, does he fucking fucking loves it? Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> he he, does, he says, anything. "Do I like the League He's Cup?" Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, every no, doesn't yeah. like the. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, that'd be a nice one to to get in the bag.
1: Um, oh God! I'd yeah, love that. The, be fact that.
3: the fact that one of Arsenal, Manchester City are going out, and one of Everton and Manchester United are going out—it's like—and the great feeling is the team I probably the teams I probably like to play least this year, Chelsea and Liverpool, nowhere to be seen, nowhere mm-hmm. to be seen. Um, so yeah, there's a real chance there, and I hope I really hope we take that Stoke game incredibly seriously. And I, you know, Mourinho knows. The tro- if the, the just the trophy talk, he'll be able to say that he got a trophy, and, and Pochettino didn't. <laughs> we'll just we'll fill him with unbridled joy. So I'm sure he'll he'll know all about. We've what he also has to got, do.
1: we've got really really fortunate. I mean, obviously, famous last words, but we've got really fortunate with the way in which the fixtures have dropped. Like there, if you just take a look at our our list, we sort of. We've got a toughie, obviously, against Palace and we travel to Liverpool, which is which is not going to be easy. But we've got the uh, 23rd against Stoke off the back of having played Leicester at the weekend at home. Mm. We've got Wolves away on the 27th, so there's four days there. Yeah. Don't then play again until the 30th and we've got Fulham at home, which is a touch. And then we play at home again against Leeds. Now, like if you were to pick three or four games to have at the back of that run... Yeah, you've almost you you almost would have handpicked those games. But yeah, also the 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 spacing out between them is un
3: un you know unseasonably long. You know this is the time <laughs> of year where you play five games in five days sort of thing. Um, but but we've got yeah we've got lucky in that will that you know especially with the way people are dropping like flies this season that 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 helps us out massively. But I do think we've got a big squad and I do think we should be able to rotate it in in some games and we will have to. Um, But I'm getting more confident of some of the players coming in. I'm getting, you know, and I'm, and Hojbjerg is a machine anyway, so he can play every moment of every game forever and always. (laughs) Forever and ever. Okay,
1: beautiful stuff. So there's three beautiful uh, things here that we're going to sort of, uh, we'll we'll break down. Um, Who, Shawnee, I'm going to, you have Mourinho, Jude, I think you can talk about the fans and then, Hunter, you can have the fact that it was so beautifully uneventful. Um, so, Shorty, you can go first.
2: Uh, let's go. OK, so I'm assuming we've all seen the Mourinho cam videos that Spurs are doing now, yeah? Mm. Yes, 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 yes. It's beautiful. I did, yeah, I had a tweet earlier which was like, I don't recall seeing Mourinho have this kind of energy and passion at Man United. Like, it, he felt so disassociate with that job like it was so different for him I don't think he like particularly liked the kind of profiles he had in this squad there I don't think he mm. enjoyed living in Manchester whereas now it seems like he's really happy he's kind of he had a good summer where he got most of the players that he wanted he has a squad that is really buying into him again like it does look like now that he's properly refreshed and really buying into it and he was so up for it on Sunday not least because Arsenal played into his hands I and mean, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm imagining Xiao Sacramento <laughs> go back into the changing room going like Jose why do you think they sent in forty-four crosses with no target man? And Joe's, Joe's like, I don't know, man, but I'm glad they did it that way. You got Virgil van Dyer. I tell you who they could use.
3: They could use Stephen Fletcher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, he he bloody loves it. He's, this is what he wanted. He wanted a, he wants a squad that's going to die for him. He wants to have that kind of siege mentality. He likes to have everyone reading from the same hymn sheet. He wants. He wants this. This is the situation he wants to be in. Mm.
3: You're spot on. You're spot on though, Sean. I, I, Just that video that you posted this morning, I don't think I saw Mourinho have that much energy ever in the United dugout. Ever. And that that, that comes down to, you know, maybe a bad fit. But it is it is good to to see him sort of dance around like that, and you know it just shows that all the words that he's saying about you know oh, we well, you know we're not in a title race, oh we're nowhere near, blah blah. He clearly believes, otherwise he wouldn't be doing all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love
1: that. I I'm, I'm I all of those little whatnots, all the little bits and the 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 trinkets and the like. Watching him celebrate like that, like the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, yeah. are you oh. not entertained? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good, so good. And I think you're spot on, Johnny. Okay, uh, Hunter, you can go next. It, it was beautifully uneventful this game, wasn't
3: yeah. it? Yeah, that's what I, I said to you. You said it to me afterwards. Actually, and I just completely agreed that I, it's the second half, especially. I just felt really calm. And I think it was almost because of how predictable the first half had been. It was like, oh, we've got them twice on the counter attack with our two world class players. They've done their business. They, you know, they've scored the two brilliant goals. And now we've sat in. And I might as well have just switched it off because I was that convinced Arsenal weren't going to score. I, I, I still had that horrible sick feeling because that's how I get that when we're playing, you know, Nottingham West Forest Brommer. in the League Cup. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, mean, like I, I get it whenever we play anyone. The, the truth was, I was watching, yeah, I was just watching Eric Dyer head balls away, uh, Sergio Ray stand up. I, like, I can't remember a attack that even bothered um, going down Regulon's side. But like, I can't think of a time they tried to go down. It was the same thing, copy, copy and paste. And all I kept thinking was, well, one of their strikers has to beat one of our centre backs in the air. And maybe if it was Stoke or. Uh, if it was Burnley, I, I would have been genuinely more worried because I was like, "Oh, they're getting a lot of balls into the area here." But Mourinho's seen it and he's gone, "Yeah, let them have let them have crosses. Well, they're going to try and get crosses. We'll try and stop that where we can. But really, if they come into the area, that's not the that's not the position we're scared about. Arsenal. We're scared about Arsenal coming through the front, the centre of our box because they've got a lot of good players who can hit the ball from that area. And um. And then, yeah, just like not many yellow cards. There never seemed to be much bite in the game, which worked for us a lot more than it did for them. They need, they What they needed to do was to turn it into a final because that's when Arsenal thrive in those one-off games. And they didn't. They didn't manage to. And uh, if you'd seen Aubameyang's interview before the game, I don't know if any of you saw it. It was on like Arsenal TV. And he just looked dejected before the game. He was like, yeah, it's a really big game. Uh, we need to win. Uh, you know, it can change round. Uh, <sighs> and all I kept thinking was, this is your captain. <laughs> this is your captain. Yeah, exactly. And all of that just led to me just thinking, what an uneventful game to win 2-0 in. And, and it, it's almost becoming a thing now, right? We just beat Arsenal at home. We're just sort of, we're turning over Arsenal now. It's our long, longest run. And uh, you know that's that's nice. That's beautiful. Because you know, ye, all of our lives thus far, you know, we're all fairly young men. will have been Arsenal being better than Tottenham. So this mm-hmm. is it. This is the this is. It feels like it's actually changing now.
1: It's probably the first time it, that we've ever gone into a game where I've sort of been like, this should just be regulation. This should just be a case of turn up. Pay for your ticket. Go home. Cheers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, no nonsense. Um, finally, fans back in the stadium. Um, how did it sound, Jude? Was it like? Was it how you hoped it would sound? Was it as good as you were hoping for? I yeah, I think so. I
4: think it was as good. Yeah, as as I was expecting. Um, I think the first sort of batch of games we had in in the football league sort of prompted a little bit of worry because I saw um, Lee Bowyer, I think, at Charlton sort of slag off. Well, not slag off, but just say, they didn't really help us in that game. <laughs> and then... And then
3: uh, <laughs> they did boo them, though, to be fair. They did, yeah, <laughs> they did, they did.
4: Um, and then there was, like, the really unsavoury stuff at Millwall the day before mm. Tottenham's game. So sort of, when I had a little think about it on the Sunday, I was, just, I was a little bit sort of like, mm, this might might not be okay but they were they were brilliant throughout the whole thing and um i remember harry kane saying he'd missed fans a lot before that game and it was it was just great when they were doing all the players were doing their post match interviews and you could just hear people screaming in the background. <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope they were socially distancing and all yeah. that. But um, <laughs> I, I, look, I think Musa Sissoko quality. was trying to do one in
3: French, and you could just hear. Come on,
1: <laughs> in the background! Come on, you Spurs!
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, the slow mo shots of people celebrating the song goal because they had a, they obviously had a camera right up in the in the stand. Honestly, almost brought a tear to my eye. I was, I was gutted mm. I wasn't there. Because I tried to get mm. in through every sneaky, like, all through, all <laughs> through the crannies, all through the... i just put in my requests way too late. So. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to get back soon and see some games and... Because I, I, I like going in the press area. Off. I don't love going in the press area. That's what I say. It's nice being in the stadium, but not being able to go, you shut up, you slag! It's, it's, just <laughs> <very disappointing>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very yeah. disappointing. It's just
1: very disappointing. And the other beautiful thing about that is that if you do scream that, they can absolutely hear you now. So <laughs> <laughs> you very much make uh, that point known. Yeah. Um, so I think we've done Antwerp like uh, relatively well. Um, and it's been a real joy, as I completely expect it to be mm. chatting about Spurs banging Arsenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll be back on Thursday, Friday this week, perhaps, mm. um, to to hopefully talk through Spurs coming top of that group. Because I don't really want to play any of these dropouts from the Champions League. No. So please, please go, Coy's and actually win that group. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a treat. Make sure you follow us all on on social because I occasionally we say something funny or interesting it's <laughs> once in a blue moon but worth sticking around for um, and uh, <laughs> subscribe if you haven't already drop us the rate in that of the five star right and we will see you all next time